Hey York, welcome to our international student podcast where our students share their stories and experiences of their life in the UK. I'm Naveen, a fourth year biology student from India, specializing in genetics. Today, we have a special episode where we will go through some of the top tips for completing your application to the University of York. And I'm joined by Joe and Vicky, who are not students, but rather staff from the international recruitment team. So why don't you all introduce yourselves to the listeners? Hi everyone, so I'm Vicky, I am one of the regional managers, so I'm a student recruitment manager and I'm responsible for Europe. I regularly engage with European students, so um, I have lots of tips hopefully, lots of advice about applying to the university. Hi everybody, I'm Joe. I do a similar role to Vicky, except um, my region is East Asia, so I work particularly with students from Hong Kong, Japan, South Korea and Taiwan, and I visit those countries two or three times a year, and I'm here to help students with advice on coming to the University of York. Choosing to study abroad is a huge decision, and in order to start your journey, you will need to submit an application. So, Joe, Ricky, how should a student get started with their university application? So, this would kind of depend on whether you're applying for undergraduate or postgraduate studies. This is kind of two separate routes. The first thing I recommend to all students, whatever level of study that you're interested in, would be to look at individual university websites, read in detail about different courses. This will help because when you come to apply, you'll be sure about what and where you want to study. For undergraduate students, the application process is mostly centralised. And this is through a system called UCAS. So UCAS is an online application system allowing undergraduate students to apply to five university choices. And that's through a single application form. For postgraduate studies, it's slightly different. Students normally apply directly to the university that they're interested in. And Joe? Yeah, I think the first thing to think about is actually what what do you what inspires you? What do you want to study? Where do you see yourself in a few years' time? So it's very important to choose a course that is um, something that's going to inspire and motivate you. Um, so first of all, take a look at individual university websites, but also look at uh, if you're looking at undergraduate study, look at UCAS website and do a search in terms of different subjects and which universities offer those subjects. It's amazing how many different combinations of subjects you can do. So students often have to think that they just need to study one particular subject. But here in the UK, there is very niche courses that you can study. There's also lots of subject combinations which allow you to keep that breadth of studies as well. One of the best things about studying in the UK, at least I felt when I was appli- applying <coughs> to universities, was the different uh, choices you had for subjects. Uh, if I was going to study genetics in India, I would have to do that as a master's level course. But the ability to be able to start with a specialized course as early as your undergrad really gives you a lot of options. And what about the University of York? How would York support students through their application, Joe? So one of the first things to say is is that at, at the University of York for international students, um, there will usually be a member of staff who is there to, and their role is to help you during the application process. So, so it will be somebody like me or like Vicky, somebody who is one of the members of the international recruitment team. So the first thing I would suggest you do is get in touch with the regional manager responsible 
for the country where you're currently based and reach out to them and ask them lots of searching questions about what you want to study. And also you can talk to students who are currently at the University of York using the Unibody chat platform. Um, reach out to current students and just ask them, you know, very practical questions about what it was like for them and get some advice from them. And Vicky, say if there's a student out there who really wants to contact you, who has doubts and queries about the application process, how yeah. would they contact someone in your position? Yeah, so here at the university, we have a fantastic website. So on our website, we have lots of country pages. So if you're a student from a particular country, you can often find the person responsible for that country using our country pages. So from there, you'll be able to get telephone numbers. You might be able to get an email address. You can also book virtual appointments so you can speak one-to-one -one with us as well, normally on Zoom. And they're a great way of having any of your questions, any of your doubts answered, and we can help with a, a whole range of different things. Um, we're also really contactable via email, so not just us personally, but the whole admissions team, the international team. So if you have any queries, no matter how small, um, it is really important that you get those questions answered. And I honestly think this is one of the really strong resources that the University of York has, which I used when I was applying to university. I called up one of the regional managers, spoke with them. They gave me some really, really good advice about what the University of York would be like, how it would be to apply. So I recommend it to all of our listeners out there to, to go out there, don't be afraid, and contact people at the university. And all right, okay, so a student, starts, a student has started looking at some courses that inspire them. A student has contacted people at the university. And now they have started writing their application. How would a student make their application stand out against all the other ones? Joe? Um, that's a very good question. I think um, what, we very, what we very much want to see is um, an idea of why you want to study this particular subject. So talk about how you got your first interest in whichever subject you want to study. So it might be something that you've wanted to do for several years. There might be a particular reason why you want to study it. So to just talk about your personal history, your personal journey. Um, and I think something else to talk about is um, any kind of what we call extracurricular activity. So that means what you do outside of the classroom. So that could be things like um, community work and volunteering, or it could be something like taking part in particular teams or projects within your school. And Wiki, when yes. after I came to the university, I gave I spoke to a lot of students who studied in the UK who said that they received a lot of training with how to write a personal application. And when I was in India, I knew none of that. So what would you say would be a really, really important thing for a student who's average? Say he doesn't have a lot of... Uh, say uh, they don't really have a lot of extracurricular activities, they don't really have a lot of work experiences, how would they highlight their passion to study something that they're really, really interested in? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And I think just echoing what Joe said, we, we really do want to see your students' interest, their motivation, their passion for their chosen subject. And it can be hard for some students who maybe don't have as many extracurricular activities. It's why it's really important to sit down and plan your personal statement. So we really advise students not to rush into writing their personal statement and writing it all in one go. 
it will take multiple drafts. There will be multiple plans that need to be made. But think about your academics. Think about the subjects that you're studying at school, how they link to the subject that you want to do at university. Think about anything inside the classroom that you might do. So it could be projects with other people. It could be coursework. It could be some reading that you do. Um, all of these things can also be related to what you maybe want to go on and study at university as well. Um, think about clubs that you're part of. So again, this could be like Joe said, it could be outside of school, but it could also be within that school atmosphere as well. So it could be a drama club. It could be a sports club. Um, but think about the relevance towards that subject so when you are thinking about these typical things think about the relevance towards the subject and think about how the, how the skills that you've gained relate to the course that you want to go into and joe where could a prospective student find any resources they would need to write a personal application so you can um, you can have a look at the UCAS website, for example, for if you're an undergraduate applicant. Um, you can also find information on the University of York website. Um, you can also get in touch with um, members of staff um, in the international recruitment team. We'll be very happy to advise. I mean... I always think it's important to get someone to read over your personal statement before you submit it. So do share it with a teacher, do share it with a lecturer, share it with a, a friend, a family member, just somebody who can look over it with a critical eye that might be slightly different from yours and can pick out any of those errors that you might look over. No, that's really, really genuinely good advice because that's what I did. Uh, when I wrote my first draft, I was really proud of it. I was, I would even say a bit stubborn to not make any changes because I thought it was the most mm -hmm. perfect piece of work ever written. <laughs> and then I showed it to my <laughs> biology lecturer and just looked at it and gave me the saddest look and said, you got to change a lot of stuff. Oh, and honestly, with that second opinion, with somebody who's a bit more experienced with things like this, you get much more advice than you would if you... You'll be able to edit your writing to showcase yourself in the best possible way. And Wiki, yes. what, would be, what would be your top tips for a prospective applicant? Say I'm, I'm a prospective student and I've come to you. What would be three yeah. things you'd let me know? So I think number one is research. And we've kind of touched on this already throughout this kind of talk but I think it really really is important for you to look at different types of universities look at different courses compare the modules compare course details compare different universities and whether it's the accommodation the campus the location whatever it may be research is really really important so that when you're ready to apply you know exactly where you want to apply to and you can just get on with it without having to worry about um, those other factors the second one is don't rush your application. So whether you're applying for undergraduate or postgraduate studies, you don't need to complete that application all at once. You can come in and out of it. You can save it. Um, so please don't rush it. Take your time. Um, do read over it and double check things before you submit. And my third one would be to seek advice. So if you do have questions, if you have things that you're maybe um, unsure about, please do reach out to universities. Please do reach out to staff or to current students and we can help clarify things for you. And Joe, would you like to add anything to this? I think um, the, I think the other thing I would add to it is is don't be afraid to reach out to the university and to to ask us questions. Um, so if you have doubts about where you want to study, if you think there's something you're not quite convinced by, 
then just reach out to us and ask for further information and clarification. Um, you know, do reach out and try and get advice, both from people in the international office, but also talk to current international students. So these are people who two or three years before you have gone through the same process um, and have now got practical experience of what it's like to be an international student in the UK. So reach out to them and get help. Can I add one last thing? I think the last thing I want to add is just about um, events. So if you are able to come and visit, if you are in the UK, if you want to come and visit the university, there's normally the opportunity for you to do that. Um, if not, have a look at virtual events that the university might run. That could be chats with current students. It could be um, a chat with the department. Again, it's a really good way of finding out more about the university and if it's the right fit for you. Yes, and if you ever need to speak to any students out there at, who are currently at the University of York, you can always contact the, our international ambassadors at Unibody. So yeah, you can always feel free to chat with them and ask any doubts you may have about certain aspects of the social life or how it is to be at the University of York. And with that, we're going to reach our last question. What is the best time to submit an application? Joe. Well, um, the best time is really before the 31st of January um, in order to get what we call equal consideration. So you can apply um, in the autumn, um, and I recommend doing it before the 31st of January. It is possible to do it after that. The other thing to bear in mind is that if you want to study particular subjects like um, medicine, there is a different deadline. You have to do it by the 16th of October. Um, so that's worth bearing in mind. I would say I'd try and do it. I mean, I would try and do it in the autumn. I would say it's the best time and try and attend some open days, whether it's in person or virtual in the months preceding that time. And Vicky, would you yes. say if a, if the student is a postgraduate student or a PhD applicant, would there be any difference in the time frame that they should apply in? Yes. So for postgraduate, it is slightly different. So there is a bit more flexibility in terms of the application window. For postgraduate students, often we accept applications up until the summer. There may be certain deadlines for some programs or some departments, some universities. Um, but for postgraduate students, the main thing is that we want to make sure that you have enough time to meet your offer conditions, to apply for accommodation, to apply for your visa and that type of thing. So normally the, the postgraduate side is a little bit more flexible. For undergraduate students, there is a level of flexibility, but we do encourage students to apply before the January deadline. Um, one thing just to kind of bear in mind, and I know sometimes students do get a bit worried if they don't have their examination results or their university certificates or an English language qualification. Please don't worry if everything isn't in place when you apply. Um, we go off what you have listed on your application, whether that is achieved, whether that is pending. So if we are able to make you an offer, those would just become conditions. So if you are awaiting anything, please don't worry. Still do submit that application. We'd much rather have the application in and be able to assess it rather than kind of um, waiting until the last minute until everything's in place. And honestly, I think that's all of this has been really, really good advice. And I'm sure our listeners will be able to use this advice for their own applications and hopefully be able to prosper. I think the main message out of all of this is to reach out to the university. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. We aren't going to bite. Th Vicky, Joe, 
Thank you so much for your time and your valuable insights. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you found all of this advice really, really good and helpful. And we hope you tune in for our next episode of A York. And good luck, everyone. Good luck. Bye.